get a fast car I want a ticket to anywhere Maybe we make a deal Maybe together we can get somewhere Any place is better Any place is better Nothing to lose Maybe we'll make something Maybe myself, myself, nothing to prove. Myself, nothing to prove. You got a fast car. I got a plan to get us out of here. Been working at the convenience store. Managed to save just a little bit of money. Won't have to drive too far. Just cross the border and into the city. You and I can both get jobs. Finally see what it means to be living. And good morning, all things Sorry. are. Good morning, Leslie. Good morning, Pam. How are you today? Pam, how are you today? Oh, I am just peachy. I have been so obsessed with that fast cars tune i just loved the grammy award where she did it and, and oh, luke combs was with her yep yep I, I i and i'm just totally obsessed i i've always loved that song and i just that was one of the best live performances on a awards show that i've seen in a, a long time that was just so meaningful yeah um really just so beautifully Absolutely. done um, in fact, uh, oh. greetings from State College, Pennsylvania, Penn State. It is the mm -hmm. annual mm -hmm. THON weekend. So for those of you who are not familiar with THON, um, there, it is the world's largest run uh, student philanthropy, meaning there are hundreds if not thousands of student volunteers who are working together year-round to raise money for children's cancer and childhood cancer research um, and supporting the families with cancer. And it's really a remarkable thing. It culminates in this event for a 46-hour, used to be called the Dance Marathon, but they aren't dancing the whole time, but they have to be standing the whole time all weekend from 6 p.m. Friday to 4 uh, p.m. Sunday afternoon. I am trying to get to the chat, and I am not having luck today. You're not having a, uh, no, no luck today? No. no. Oh so, oh I mean, so, I'm in Mixler, but I'm not seeing it. Um, Pam, are we, are we are on air? The phone app? Yes, we are. Hmm. I'm going to go out and come in because it's not showing live. It's it's not showing that the events are my. It's live for me. Okay. Now so, it is. Isn't that weird? They, they, well, maybe you were. I think or I was because I was like, I'm pretty sure we are live, but it's saying mm -hmm. next event February seventeenth, which is now. Um, mm -hmm. So. Yeah, I think I was buffering. Um, now, now, it's working for me. So, sorry for the Good. delay, guys, Good. in my chat ability. Um, mm -hmm. I, Mixler hasn't had, had a new update, and I just have not um, 
Well, and you know what? My I'm laptop <laughs> so I can see the chat, but now I have to sign in yet again. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I was going to put the website on. When I can get in there, I will. So you can actually um, see what I'm talking about. It's pretty incredible, this big um, basketball stadium filled with people um, time. In fact, it's it's the same uh, now we saw uh, place where we had. Uh, in the, fact, uh, that was the last Bruce, time I was in um, Bruce, that building was with you. Was Bruce? Yeah, yeah. to see Bruce. Excitement. Excitement. So, yeah, that, no, it's a great charity for Diamonds. And I know that um, Penn State, like a lot of state schools, have, have satellite campuses around the state. And anytime you go out towards Abington or Great Valley, the campus is there. There's always somebody out in the corner with a bucket for Thon. So it's a great, yep. good, good yep. gig. They don't do good that gig. anymore, though. They have to uh, doing online. The students do an online fundraising through Dive. Yep, they don't get canning oh, anymore. Oh, really? They found, they found it, it was maybe they more... Sh- um, maybe they should... More labor-intensive. More, there are ways more money for the kids uh, just uh, emailing and tools uh, to reach out and ask friends for donations. So, yeah, that mm-hmm. kind of has evolved. But um, I actually had gone out once. Yeah. You got your cans with the Four Diamonds logo. Um, so, yeah, it's, it's a really, it's pretty okay. remarkable. And it's a very emotional time. And they have the children who um, have clearance and can, um, children and the families are there who've been supported. You have survivors who've been supported. They have an hour on Sunday afternoon, which is in memoriam and remembering those who mm-hmm. have passed. And yeah, it's, it's a really, really beautiful, emotional thing. So in our feed, um, we all uh, Ellie is saying we all need a fast car to fly away sometimes, and that is very yes. Yeah. And Rumi, <laughs> it's only a month and uh, two days away <laughs> till till we all <laughs> converge on, on San Juan. <laughs> Should be interesting, and uh, they uh, Betty thinks no, Nicholas he can give us some that. help. <laughs> um, then uh, see Anna's fed up with the snow. Now I don't see why. I mean, <laughs> I'm looking out my window and I'm like, "What the hell? I've got to go out today, and I don't want to <laughs> because of the snow." And uh, so we're all going around doing what we got to do. It's cool. You're right. It's cool. You are absolutely and right. I just got to notice that someone's trying to sign into my Facebook account from Los Angeles. Oh, no. That's all right. They didn't let it go through. Well, that's good that they caught it then. Yeah. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I love LA. <laughs> I love LA. Mm-hmm. I love LA. I really do. I had a good time. When I was there, I have never been to LA. I've been to San Francisco, uh, Palo Alto, mm. uh, San Mateo, 
but never to uh, L.A. Just one day. It's like when it's like New Orleans. Every time we uh, I've planned a trip to New Orleans, something's come up where I haven't been able to go. Either a hurricane, a murder, <laughs> something like that. Hopefully, you'll have a chance. Ellie was noting that they just Someday. had record rain in Cali. Yeah, I saw mm-hmm. that. I was worried about mudslides and all that kind of stuff out there. And mm-hmm. flooding can be so horribly damaging. Oh, the mudslides are. I, I saw one the other day where it was like it totally crossed the road. And yes, Betty, a murder. When I was, I think I was about 19. Some fr- a bunch of us were going to go down from Mardi Gras, and a friend of my mother's daughter was murdered. Mm. And she's like, you're not allowed to go. I don't want you going. I don't want you going. So, you know, you appease your mother sometimes for certain things. And Betty asked if this is going to be so. part of a thriller novel you are planning on writing. <laughs> no, 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 no. Because I, did, I didn't know the girl at all, but... It happened to, but uh, but the fact it happened was enough for your mom to be like, nope. Oh yes, yep. Just like yeah. all mothers. Yeah, I. It, you know, that it's just that protective instinct. Betty was sorry about that. And um, Ellie noted yeah. that her and she went with Maya for a day trip to San Francisco last week. That must have been nice. Nice. Yeah. Nice. And the last. I like San Francisco. I mean, I, you know, every time I, you know, when I went out there, I, I flew out, uh, it was for work. And uh, the whole the entire time, the entire song of when you go into San Francisco, make sure you wear flowers yeah. in your hair. Yeah. <laughs> was playing in my <laughs> head. <laughs> of course, I never got to the hate, but. Um, I am shocked you never got to the hate, Asbury. I mean, that she, sounds like no. that was your Mecca pan. It, when I was 13 years old, that's definitely mm-hmm. where I was headed. Well, what are you doing with your life? I'm going to San Francisco. Yep. Going to go to Haight-Ashbury. <laughs> I'm going to go do sit-ins and love-ins and peace-ins and whatever else-ins there were. <laughs> get, to, get to see the Grateful Dead outside their house. Sometimes they would play in strange spots at Jefferson Airplane. Oh, my gosh. But, yeah. <laughs> that would yeah. be so much fun. Well, Ellie notes that she went to the uh, Botanical yeah. Gardens, which I would love to see, and the, and the hate for Akron's records and bookstore shopping. Mm-hmm. So she was right where you wanted to be there, uh, Pammy. Absolutely. And she swung by old haunts in the financial district, crying over the new huge unglued hotties in place of my old family historic hotel. Oh. I didn't realize that you um, had been had lived in San Fran, Allie. That's cool. She says I've done a lot of shopping on the hate through the years. I would Amoeba uh, Records. She I, said. Yeah, very. Cool. I would. I would be uh, right there with you, Ellie, if I could be. And uh, Elena said New someday. Orleans is lots of fun. Road trip sometime. Count me in, girl. Sign me up. I'm game. Is Brenda on this morning? We're coming for you, Brenda. We're coming for you. Mm-hmm. Brenda. Oh so. my gosh. And Annette, and of Annette. course. <laughs> our New Orleans SR family members. 
As long as it's not in summer, I'm good. <laughs> Can't take a little heat, Pam? Can't take a little heat, Pam? No, I cannot. I can't, it's not so much, well, it's the heat, but it's also the humidity yeah. I can't deal with. No, I know. So. It's, um, it's soupy. It's not good for my knees. <laughs> and so, anyway. Yeah. Miss Kenzie, I just said it. And uh, we, uh, it'll be fun. I'm looking for. Well, I am, I'm checked and and it's going to be 9 a.m there at that point they're an hour off but okay, i double checked it okay. but times with right a week or two before we're there i believe but it's cool it's off an hour right now yeah because i know the time change happens when yeah so. we spring forward and we catch up and with I, them again they don't do daylight savings there no, and I just buffered, so if you didn't hear us, uh, but yeah, there is a lot of buffering today, I think probably because of the weather. Yeah, I think so too. But I don't know if there's any solar flares coming through, because I know that affects it. So, so, oh, God. Is it happening again? Iggy. No, I'm okay. As I said, Iggy, Iggy. I don't know. <laughs> I give up. So. Yeah, that's how I feel about my password access here. I'm going to go in under our... All things SR. Okay, just make sure you're muted because <laughs> it'll, it'll, it'll come through. Oh, I've been, um, no, I've been muted. Now, so, I'm on and I'm reading the chat, but I have to log mm -hmm. in again to be in the chat room. And apparently the password that I normally use is not working. <laughs> yeah, oh, it's, it's great. Good. But that's okay if I can't. Yes. Put stuff in today. Not a problem. Anyhow. So we've got news from a little news from SR. He said that the read along is up and running and on his blog and he has suggested reading the chapter one this week. Uh, and along with the blog, he said, you know, he'll be hoping to do about a chapter a week and he hopes to finish this by Easter. Uh, after that, he said, if, please, if you, you know, if you, he's going to also continue with the uh, the second part of the pilgrim. The pilgrim continues his way. So just an FYI, I've put a link in uh, for Amazon uh, to uh, have that to put that. I'm I'm going to do it, Pam. No worries. Here, while I'm, I'm thinking I'm of it, because I'm in now. Oh, okay, and then. Um, uh, SR will be joining the podcast on the 16th to go uh, to discuss the reading, and it's, it's also maybe a little pregame for St. Patrick's Day. Um, Judith from Sweden has found an online version of the book as well, so she, and she posted that under her Facebook page, so if you feel like going in to look at that. And also, um, there are Kindle editions, so all are welcome. He hopes everybody has a safe weekend, and... Thanks. Thanks for reading. Thanks for being with us. <sighs> so this is an it interesting is, but an interesting part of the chapter. The end. Can you believe mm -hmm. <laughs> it's only taken a month <laughs> to cover this chapter? That's all. <laughs> there are some chapters that might take two months from what I'm looking at when I look at yeah. the book. Yeah. The book. 
And then there are some weeks we'll be doing five chapters because there may be three sentences long. That's okay. I like the variety. Yeah. I like the variety. It's, That's it's good stuff. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, so they, it's uh, the, the, the morning or the evening after the interesting uh, conversation that they were having after their fantastic night of pleasure. Yes, that's where we're starting. And, uh, yes. Ah, so, and so it begins, right? Mm -hmm. So Julia wakes up and she had this feeling that someone was watching her. So she was lying in bed and kind of opened her eyes and Gabriel was sitting next to her, holding his bent legs. And she looked at the clock and realized it was past midnight and she had missed dinner. So she completely conked out and just went down mm -hmm. solidly hard. <laughs> Shell notes the gargoyle. <laughs> the gargoyle. Um, and Betty also noted, darn, too bad there's no audiobook for The Way of the Pilgrim. <laughs> I agree, Betty. I agree. Um, so, you know, Gabriel's kind of staring at her and he whispered to her that she should be going back to sleep. She was exhausted from the night before and she stretched out her hand saying, come here. And he kind of avoided her hand. And she just kind of looked and said, you know, could I get a kiss? And he was very, um, he leaned over and kissed her, but it was just a little peck on the lips, a brush. A perfunctory kiss, I believe, uh, SR wrote. And uh, <laughs> Betty notes, well, it's not Willie. Although, can you imagine her face if she knew someone was watching over them? <laughs> that's that's for sure. Oh, yeah. And Shell thinks that uh, Julia rocked. Yeah, he really did. He did great. He did really well in that. Julius told him that... He looked like a gargoyle perching on the end of the bed, glowering at her. And um, I always laughed at that, that image, um, the way he wrote it. I thought that was pretty funny. And she sat up and put her arms around his shoulders and she said, what, what is wrong? I mean, that kiss wasn't very good. And Gabriel told her, I'm not glowering. And then she said, then kiss me now, glowering gargoyle husband mm. of mine. Mm -hmm. So, mm -hmm. you know, she's, she's feeling like he's in a different place, a different zone. And she, all she wants is a little sugar, you know? Oh, honey, honey. Okay. Morning, Cheryl. No worries. We are just starting the chapter, the fourth part of chapter 32. Um, Gabriel and Julia are in bed. Julia was sound asleep. She fell asleep and missed dinner. And the gargoyle was staring over his wife. So Gabriel reacted to her saying, um, I'm not a gargoyle. And it's pretty rough on a man's ego. And Julia said, Oh, you are far more beautiful than I. And that was okay. And she told him she loved him and she 
Even though she loved him, she did put up a hell of a lot with him. But she really didn't want him shutting her out. And I think that's obviously why she said he's a gargoyle. He's being almost like a statue and not communicating. And yes, Shell, she wants communication, sex, truth, and kisses. Don't we all? Don't we all? Betty knows Julia's unstable here. So. And so... You know, either talk to me, she said, or I'm going to just go home. And I think, I think that shocked him when she said that. And he says, what? He said, as she looked up at those fiery sapphire blue eyes, Julia said that she would go home to take care of her dad and Diane since he seemed to be acting like he couldn't even stand the sight of her right now. And... She kind of rolled over looking at the canopy and, you know, Gabriel in a pain voice called out to his Beatrice. If look, if, if you need to see your dad, I will take you. Um, I would never let you travel alone. You would never have to travel alone. Um, Mm-hmm. You know, he wouldn't want her to have to travel unaccompanied if if she needed to go see him. And then, with a smile, Julia said, uh, there is the Gabriel that I know. So, you know, I think that kind of shocked him out of his stupor for a little bit. And he was like, what do you mean you're leaving? So Gabriel rolled over and found her lips in the darkness as she pulled him under the covers with her, and they were just kind of cuddling as she rested her head on his chest. She really was asking what has been going on, what's troubling him. So yeah. one of the questions that we had asked SR, and wow, <laughs> he wrote a lot on this response, didn't he? Yes, he um, did. I think this will be a good time to, uh, yeah, we can kind of go through this. We asked him several questions, and I, I think the discussion mm-hmm. in the chat is definitely worth delving into before we go into this. Um, okay. You know, Shell wants to smack her. <laughs> and Betty said, darn, I typed insatiable, and the phone changed it to unstable. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I was wondering, I'm like, I don't know if that's what you meant, but I wasn't sure. And autocorrect, <laughs> darn it. Um, yeah, she was insatiable, but I, hey, could you blame her? Um, well, Shell said, all items are unattractive here. And Anna said, all item, Julia, I'm leaving you. I'm leaving if you don't acquiesce to what I want, something Gabriel would never do to her. Well, and that's kind of where my question stemmed from, you know, was she doing this because she felt like, did she really intend to leave or was she trying to get a rise out of him? Was she trying to mm-hmm. make him react? Still manipulative, by the way, we know that. But mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. so there was several questions we asked him. Did Julia give Gabriel the ultimatum, talk to me or I'm going home to get a reaction from him or was she serious? And... 
he responded. I think Julia was trying to provoke a reaction. What was the point of being in the same house if he wouldn't talk to her? In Gabriel's case, I think he is so tormented by his own fears, he hasn't thought about how his silence was affecting her. So that kind of makes sense to me. I'm going to put this in so you have it. And Betty said ultimatums, Julia, ultimatums are bad for a relationship. Yeah. Yes, yes they, they are. are. Yeah. Not, not really a good thing. It doesn't solve many things. Um, and the other question we asked him, did Gabriel realize how his actions appeared to her? Did he know it seemed that he couldn't stand the sight of her? And in Gabriel's case, I, oh, I did read this. Sorry, guys. Um, yeah, he is that's right. tormented by his that's own fears. And he didn't think about how his silence was affecting her. And that I can, I totally can understand. I mean, he is really going through it. um, And he didn't really fully, he's kind of in his head, um, not realizing how it was react. It was being perceived, but this is why the communication is so important. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah, Betty's Betty's noting that, you know, Julia poking a dragon can be a double-edged sword. Absolutely. And Shell said Julia doesn't give him grace to process. I don't think she's given him time. He obviously had said, but did he at this point say, I just, I can't talk about it right now? I think he did, right? Or not yet? Well, yes and no. Not yet. He, he, yes and no, he did and he didn't. Um, I think, you know, he, uh, this is where communication in any relationship is key. You know, knowing your partner, knowing, being able to walk that fine line of do we talk now or can we hold it off till a little later? Because that, that is a very fine line in a lot mm-hmm. of relationships. But, I mean, you know, because he's not talking to her. She knows that there's something wrong, and she keeps asking and asking. And a lot of times, especially with men, nothing, or as men would say of women, mm-hmm. nothing. And uh, I, so I think, I, I think they haven't reached that compromised fine line yet where they can go. I mean, I mean he does later on in the, in the, in the end of the chapter does mm-hmm. say that. But again, that's where I think communication comes in key for any relationship. It really is. Learning how to communicate with your partner. Truly. Truly. So. And uh, so then, you know, so Gabriel responds saying that she probably would not want to know, but she did. So Gabriel fessed up saying that she had told him that he wished her to be someone else so he could fuck her last night. He then asks that he never that she never uh, say anything like that to him. It 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 wasn't true and he had left that life behind him and he didn't want to go back there. And that 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 is the essence of part of what's bothering him. I think he has a lot of fears and a lot of stuff. So um 
then uh, you know, so Julia doesn't give him the grace to process. Uh, Elena's like, he did tell her earlier that he needed to work some things out. And Anna says, do you really think she would have understood his fears and concerns? She's been extremely judgmental. And um, throughout, and he throws up his faults in his face very, his face often. And he has very little, she has very little grace uh, for him. And perhaps Julie and Gabriel need to go to couples therapy. Anna, is your couch ready for this? <laughs> Anna's um, like waiting. Uh, bring it on. Uh, bring it so. And then, you know, I just feel like Julia. she's so immature. And she is. I, I, she just has yeah, a lot to learn. And I think she obviously the, had, didn't have um, that relationship growing up, but she did get to see Richard and Grace navigate things. Um, yeah. Yeah. I also think maybe in a way Gabriel knows that she needs to have this and this understanding and maybe he likes the fact that he realizes she needs him to guide her in some of these things. Yeah. And I, you know, I, th I think that's very true. I mean, she, she has, aside from the totally dysfunctional relationship with Simon, where have her... Where her, what kind of relationships has she had? She's young. I mean, I I don't expect her to have a date every two weeks or anything like that. But you know, she's any very sheltered. Relationship where you get to know, yeah. And that it's with that comes. Yeah, it's just so unfair to Gabriel, though. It's mm -hmm. unfair it to is. him. Um, and uh, that's the age difference, though. Also, I. Possibly, yeah, a maturity difference. I think age. Yeah, I think it's maturity more than age, because I've known true, true. some pretty mature twenty-year-olds, you know, and I've also known some pretty mm -hmm. immature fifty-year-olds. <laughs> so I don't know. That yeah. that was low, yeah. Julia. Betty said, and Shell said. So his baggage in bed doesn't matter, but she judges him elsewhere because the baggage pleasures her. Um, sexually, and she does not benefit from his baggage outside the bed sexual locations. Well, he he has honed his skills. Let's put it that way, right? Yes, that's true. And uh, Paul has come into the conversation. <laughs> Betty, you're slacking, <laughs> Thank you, Betty. Nine thirty-four. Uh, we were on a half an hour before you raised the Paul flag today. <laughs> You must need your tea, more tea. Yes, um, yes. <laughs> she said so, at least she's not calling Paul and complaining to him. <laughs> he did the right thing to make it clear to her that he needs time away from Julia. Boundaries are important. Yes, they yeah, are. Yes, they are. 100% Betty. Yeah. So Gabriel went on that he felt he was selfish, but Julia went on to explain that it was mutual. She needed him. So if he was selfish, so was she. She didn't see, but he, you know, he didn't see it that way. 
And uh, she said, yeah, it was a little bit more aggressive than usual. But he had promised her that he, uh, she would always be safe with him. And she felt safe. And in giving, they both received. She was trying to keep a straight face and not to snicker at that one. I know sometimes humor does come into play, and that's a good thing mm -hmm. sometimes. And it does have its place. So she was quickly on her... Uh, back, nose to nose with Gabriel, and he's growling. He says, I don't think uh, St. Francis would approve of uh, uh, her taking the prayer and applying it to their sexual activities. <laughs> <laughs> I actually highlighted this section of the book. I thought that was so funny when I first read it. I was like, of course SR tied in St. <laughs> Francis. Yeah, you know, I, I, you know, but when you think about it, you think about uh, Franciscan philosophy, it's, uh, it, it's apropos, but, um, Gabriel, but so he, you know, it's like a sacrilege, <laughs> though. <laughs> so, uh, he didn't think he would approve of that, taking the prayer, applying it to their sexual life, but Julia, however, felt that he would have approved because he believed in love and marriage, but at the very least, he would have uh, kept silent about it if he did not approve of that. So Gabriel just shook, shaking his head, you know, and he's like, uh, you know, <laughs> with a big smile on his face because only Julia could do that. Um, and when he opened his eyes, they were tender. He told her that he could live with her forever and she would still surprise him. And that's a good thing should always be surprised by what your spouse does or partner. Um, when he uh, he told her that he, you know, Julia was glad to hear that since he was stuck with her, even when he was in a foul mood. And she wasn't ashamed of what they did with their bodies because it also involved their souls. She didn't want him to be ashamed either. Uh, she wanted him to know that he was uh, free in her, in her bed and she was safe in his bed and all the pag baggage in the past didn't matter in their bed although she kind of does push the button. yeah there we have there's a lot of comments here yeah um let's go, go back because i saw anna had i think the last one well first i i and i forgive me betty because i probably wasn't on the uh, screen seeing uh betty corrected the record she mentioned Paul earlier in the podcast. She oh, asked if Paul right, has a fast car. So, Betty, my apologies. I did not see that. Thank <laughs> you for correcting the record. She would not have let uh, over a half an hour elapse before mentioning Paul. Um, that is true. So uh, that <laughs> the record has been corrected. Uh, but Anna's yes. point is a good one. Everyone has perpetrated the poor Leanne image. They wrongly see her as an effing angel when she is far from it. Yes, naive. But she had Simon's relationship, which is also a higher class one. And she used Paul terribly. She takes from Gabriel and gives little. Um, she has a lot to learn. You know, I, she definitely she does. does. I do think the reason why they see her as the angel, though, is that goodness, right? It's the kindness, it's the goodness, it's the mm -hmm, mm -hmm. altru the altruism, the philanthropy, the helping those more and less fortunate. 
so I think that's kind of that lens. But, you know, as I had mentioned, it's the way she's been treating Gabriel has not been fair to Gabriel at all. No, um, it has not. And I wish she could go to your couch, Anna, because I think you could really help her. I think she's going to get there, but I think there's a lot of work. Eventually, but it's going to take um, time. Mm-hmm. I think there's a lot of work. And uh, as Shell's got sketchy. Julia is sketchy. Julia is sketchy. <laughs> <laughs> and Anna said, yes, Betty, I 100% feel she used Paul, and Paul is the wronged one in that friendship. And... Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, Elena also. Elena also yes. has correct. <laughs> and Floor. So, yes, yes. Mm-hmm. Thank you, guys. I'm sorry I didn't see it. it. It wouldn't be me if I never mentioned Paul, Betty said. I know, Betty, I know. That's that's very and, true. Um, and Shell said yes, but no in regards to the Emersons. And Anna said, sure, his past doesn't matter, liar. Then why bring it up to have that type of sex to bring him out of his funk? That's a really good point. That is a good point. And I, you know, I also think, though, that in her head, she's looking back and, and she knows what he did when he was at lobby and his rep, that reputation he had. And I think she thinks that maybe that's a way for him to get over it. But, but I think it's, it's so right. right. Like, why, why, why keep going back? Go forward, right? Yeah. And and uh-huh. also own it Great. if you if you want to have sex and get out of your bad mood by having sex with your husband, then own that and say that to him. Not go around mm-hmm. saying, "Well, I'm doing this because this is the way you work it out." You know, mm-hmm. this is the way you've done it in the past, so now you can yeah. do it now. Betty says, "Julia, Julia, Julia, me thinks you need to call your therapist. Someone needs to eat humble pie." <laughs> and Anna says, yes, I could help them both. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So uh, as, as he goes, she goes on, she, was, uh, she wasn't ashamed of what they did with their bodies because it also involved their souls. And, you know, he agreed, but Julia still uh, wanted to know what, you know what? What was all of his mood all about? And, and but Gabriel wasn't ready to tell her, and but wanted to make sure that she has this heart and to never doubt that. He just needed a little time, so they cuddled up. She's resting in his arms, and they fall asleep. Although she took a while for her to fall asleep. So we asked SR, "How did you come up with the idea of pulling Saint Francis into the mix?" He says, I like St. Francis, and in many ways, from the beginning of the story of an inferno, Francis is associated with Juliet. He just had to add it in. I just thought that was funny. Um, and I do think it's, it's a common theme. He kind of go throughout all the books, mm-hmm. all the things. It's true. It's true. So. It's got, yeah. And, uh, you know, as uh, mm-hmm. uh, uh, Shell says, backhanded compliment. And uh, and I'm saying both would hate her as a therapist. Cause I but they need to. I mean, that's the only way they're going to recognize and 
and get stronger together and feel respected in the relationship. Anna, do you think Gabriel's mm -hmm. just so Absolutely. blinded with his love for her that he's Absolutely. letting these things slide? I'm curious. What you think about that? Yeah, that's an interesting. That's interesting. I think he'd accept her I, the way you know, he could accept her because he, you know, like when you think about it, he left her so that she could make sure he should graduate from Toronto and he could get into Harvard. Mm. And but you know the the communication part of it was is that uh, he didn't tell her. Right. Well, but he couldn't. He made the deal, right? No contact. No, that's true. That's true. But but there was no there was nothing there that could have worked that out. And even if he did had, had told her at the time, you, you you know as well as I do, she wouldn't have accepted that at that point. Right. You know. And I I I think it was good that he did that in one respect that it, it made her come to terms with herself. Yeah. Shell um, notes maybe. And actually, guys, I threw the question out to the group. It's not just Anna. Anna just has that clinical background. But, mm -hmm. you know, do you th and, uh, you know, my, the question was, do you think he's just blinded by his love and letting things slide? And Shell said maybe he feels she's immature and is giving her grace, but he needs to let her wallow in her wrongness. That's a great phrase, Shell. Wallow mm -hmm. in her wrongness. I'm going to use that this week. <laughs> I don't know where, but I'm going to find a way. It might be wallow in his wrongness, though, instead of her wrongness, but it depends. Yeah, I mean, I think they need to have some reflection. Um, yeah, I... I don't know. I think he was as close-minded as she was at that point, though, because he's like he—he's wallowing in his his dilemmas and uh, his feelings and his fears. Mm -hmm. Because I—I don't—I don't think it's just the fact that he—he he was angry. He's dealing, he's dealing with the fact that Tom's you know, Tom's baby has issues. Does that mean that they're going to have issues because mm -hmm. of Maya? And. You know, he wants a drink, and he knows he can't drink, and he knows he can't do any cocaine or anything like that. And he's 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 gone through a a a, a crisis within himself as far as that mm -hmm. goes. You know, and uh, so I think it's hard. Yeah. Well, and and Betty had commented. Um, well, Shell said she well she's wrong and blames Gabriel. Betty says I think his love blinds him, and he allows her to take and. Or mistreat him. The same thing ha thing happens to Paul. Kind of blinded, and they just kind of let things go. And Anna says he is blinded to a point, but he's still insecure in the relationship, and he could lose her because of his past. Everyone throws his past at him. He's maligned in every relationship, from family to Paulina to Julianne. He's a martyr trying to make up for his past, and he doesn't feel worthy. He used alcohol and drugs and sex, but he truly didn't use people, and he was successful. Yeah, that's a really, really good point. 
he mm-hmm. I think that the essence that core is that unworthiness that he feels and it's so juxtaposed mm-hmm. from his success professionally uh, right his academic accolades and mm-hmm. yeah because he comes off very professional and very put together and well done and you know he he's knowledgeable and you know he has that outer confidence that shows but the inner confidence is totally mm-hmm. lacking mm-hmm. Shell notes, Julia doesn't see Gabriel's insecurities and treats him horribly. And Anna says, he can't use drugs now. He doesn't want to. But there are recovery theories that allow some alcohol use. And medical marijuana is accepted by many theories. Yeah, that I know. Um, or I've, yeah. I've, I've heard, um, especially for the mar- medical marijuana, that can be very helpful. And agreed, Anna. Floor notes. Shell says he's learned to cope under pressure. Um, the ways are not always good, though. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which is yeah. true. Which is true. And I mean, I think that's part of his addiction. But I also think his, um, why he's, he's so in his head right now is for a lot of reasons. And it's not one thing or another. It's kind of the culmination. And I think it's that, I think that, I think really at the fundamental core is that what's going to happen if this happened to Diane and Tom and this is what happened to Maya. That yeah, what if, I, I, what that's if, a big what fear if I don't him. have information and someone yeah. who prides himself in academia with facts and research doesn't have that knowledge. I can imagine that's kind of messing him up. Oh, sure. It is. And Betty said, well, Gabriel did oh, sure use Paulina as an e- easy lay. Which is true. She was that is true. There and available and willing. Um, I think she used him as well. Yeah, Elena. Uh, Paulina is guilty there as well. As she let him use her, she could have left. So but she didn't want to. Which is true. Um, Anna notes that both of these people have had therapists that I feel were very single-minded and actually worked to bring them further apart than together. Their issues needed to be worked on together. Gottman turned towards. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's, I think that's just right. I mean, they need to work on themselves too. But I think they need to recognize that they need to be working together in therapy on these things as well. Um, Shell said, he's like Hermione here. He's all books and cleverness and is not action hero mode. (laughs) And Anna notes that Paulina had used Gabriel too. Um, Shell said, yes, Paulina uh, did, Anna. And it did. Um, and Ellie notes, Julia has an inherent goodness to her, despite her poor examples from parents and terrible first relationship with Simon. But yes, she is 10 years um, younger than Gabriel. And she did use Paul and did not even recognize it. She does have a lot to learn. Gabriel and uh, Paulina both, no. Gabriel and 
Paul, um, Paul. both but her put her innocence, angel-like qualities, goodness, etc., on a pedestal. Gabriel's especially Paul. Yeah, Gabriel still. Oh, I think Gabriel too, though. I mean, I think both of them. It's probably. Oh, he did, but I think Paul was more so than Gabriel because you know at least he acknowledged her as a person, where Paul, I believe, was very much attentive to her, but and idolized her and wanted her on a pedestal because she should be treated like an mm. angel. And. Uh, she continues that Gabriel still has a lot of self-loathing. He's working on to forgive himself for past wrongs. Paul was kept from information, and his friendship with her and professional relationships with Gabriel were taken advantage of by both Gabriel and Julia. But a lot of that information was personal and protective for Julia and Gabriel in the relationship. That's my two or three cents. <laughs> Thanks for sharing that, uh, Ellie. Uh, Ellie also noted Pauline and Gabriel did use each other, but Gabriel definitely took advantage of her admiration, um, or wanting of him, Paulina. And Betty said, Tom and Diane are a little older. My theory is that the age factor may be a reason for the baby having a health problem. Gabriel and Julia are younger. So the chances of their baby having health problems, I would imagine are lower. This is something they should talk about. Uh, totally. Mm -hmm. And if they, if they need to do it, go to a geneticist. Right. right. But did they have an yeah, geneticist? I, I, I can, geneticists weren't as readily available when at the time of the story. They were available, but they were available. Well, and Gabriel had the means. Gabriel had the means he could have gotten. Yeah, anybody to talk. Yeah, he, I mean, he would, he, yeah, he could. Mm -hmm. I mean, I, you know, I only, because I, I only say that because I know that I, last weekend I was at the Shine Prom, which is that Tim Tebow thing, mm -hmm. where, you know, they, they have this big dance for, for uh, people of, of exceptional needs. And, um, and it's all over the place. It's that one night. And it's, I know that there was up in Manpac, New York, because a friend of mine's daughter went. But, um, you know, one of the things, the conversation at the table that I was, I was sort of half listening to was um, a couple who have three children. And uh, the first one is, I think she's a, uh, she's graduated from college and I think she had just gotten married and was expecting a baby. Their second child was Down syndrome and their third child is in college. And I think there was, uh, there was, the, the talk was is that they, first of all, they couldn't believe that the Down syndrome child, the doctors couldn't understand the Down syndrome child's coming so young. They were both young at the time. And the second was they were very scared for the, the third child, so they did go to a geneticist for it to see, you know, everything is going to be okay. So, I, I, it, you know, so I, I think there's a lot of stuff that plays into mm -hmm. that. And that's why I say they could have gone to a geneticist and found out if there was some sort of a genetic problem that, you know, that they may could make that decision there, whether he goes, has the reversal of the vasectomy or not. This is true. This is so. true. Um, yeah, there's a lot. Um, mm -hmm. There's a lot that can be done now. And um, I, I see more comments here that can address that but Betty notes that Paul thinks of Julia as a broken girl like the Velveteen Rabbit so yeah that's true
he does put her on a pedestal, but he also sees her as a very um, damaged or someone needing extra care. Um, and Ellie, no worries about the typos. I, I know you're, I, I mean, the fact that you're up listening to us at 6 a.m., <laughs> it just always amazes me. So mm-hmm. um, I, I figured it out. I totally figured it out. And your insights are always welcome. I love when you can uh, contribute in the chat. So thank you for that. Absolutely. And Anna says of, of Gabriel, you know, he also has the belief that his genetics are faulty. And she says in parens, it's only when he finds out about his grandfather that he's okay with his paternal side, even though mm-hmm. his father was highly successful. Yeah, mm-hmm. really great point there. And Shell notes that the drugs took advantage. Um, and Anna notes, there, was a gene- there were genetics 40 years ago. There is cleft lip palate in my husband's maternal side we screened 40 years ago. I didn't realize that I knew there was, but I didn't know how prevalent it was, Anna. Um, plus we had ultrasounds to determine pre-birth and Betty notes, you know, they can always adopt that it's an option, of course. And Mm -hmm. Ellie said the drugs and stress of higher education affected both Paulina and Gabriel. You can be the smartest person in the world and drugs just make you stupid and out of control. Um, Paul's interpretation of Julia was off kilter, Shell notes. And Anna happily mm-hmm. notes that we also had the vasectomy reversal for our children. Jason will be 40 in November, which is wonderful. Mm-hmm. And is I wonderful. did know they had vasectomy reversals back um, even uh, 40 years ago. I think even further back because uh, I had a colleague of mine at work whose husband had his vasectomy reversed um, because he had a prior marriage and and, um, they were able to have their beautiful daughter, Joanna, um, Mm -hmm. because the reversal was successful. So I think that's just wonderful, wonderful news. (laughs) Ellie says, thanks for typo grace, for the typo grace. I was also up until 2.30 this morning post First winter percussion competition for Xander last night. Oh my gosh, Ellie. So you've had like three and a half hours no of sleep. sleep. You sound like me. Um, mm-hmm. And they took first place in world against Arch Enemy and my former alma mater locally. Take that. <laughs> I love it. Congratulations to him and his percussion crew that's wonderful and uh clovis (laughs) i couldn't remember i couldn't remember the name of your school i i knew (laughs) ellie don't don't beat yourself up my friend give yourself grace give yourself the grace that julia didn't give gabriel (laughs) exactly oh my gosh you guys oh my gosh it's been a really good conversation this morning um Anna, I was thinking of you last night. I went to see, I I had not been to see Penn State's uh, men's hockey play at the Pagula Arena. And um, I was thinking of you and your hockey crew. Um, But man, it was, it was not a pretty game. Uh, Penn State, Michigan, within the first 61 seconds, 
Michigan scored two twice. Two goals. Two goals. Oh my god. It was two nothing <laughs> in within a minute one second. So yeah. Um Penn State did uh come back and score some, but yeah, it was crazy. Um and Anna, that is, and Anna that noted, is. I think only the boy chromosomes were connected for us. Three wonderful boys. And yes, pregnant in 10 weeks. Mm. Gotta love temperature charting. Oh my gosh, that's wonderful. Oh, yeah. oh, I'm so glad that worked out. I know it doesn't work for everyone. So what a gift. Yeah, I, yeah, I, I remember around the same time that I got pregnant with Patrick. My one of my coworkers uh, had been trying for like five years to get pregnant, and she went through testing of all sorts. She they they did this thing where they if they quote unquote blow out your tubes or something. I, I don't know what exactly what it is, and uh, and she kept trying and she kept trying and you know she'd call her husband at lunchtime. I'm coming home, and because uh, she wanted they wanted to have a baby so bad. And, Finally, the doctor's like, well, you're fine. There's nothing. And the doctor told them to get a dog, get a puppy. Mm. And within a month of getting the puppy, she got pregnant. Oh, that's wonderful. Because they were, you know, the the, the tension was taken Mm -hmm. off of constantly having sex. I love that. I love that. And Anna Mm -hmm. notes, OMG, my boys have played at Pagula so many times and have played in Ann Arbor too many times to count. Love all that travel. Oh, yeah. I've been Mm -hmm. to Pagula to watch uh, other leagues. You know, I have friends who had kids playing hockey in both the men's and women's um, junior leagues, but um, had not seen the actual Penn State game. And I have to say, to Penn State's defense, they did rally. Um, The final score ended up being five to three. So... Um, at one point it was four, was it four nothing? Yeah. And then they scored, Penn State scored two goals and then, you know, so they were, they were rallying, but oh my, I've never seen, I've never seen two goals scored like that. It was so ugly. It was just like, I felt badly for them. So, but I'm glad they didn't give up. It was, it was good. And it's a beautiful, a really beautiful facility. Um, if you ever get to the central part of Pennsylvania and you happen to like ice sports, um, hockey or figure skating, check it out. Um, Ellie notes that no curling. <laughs> they probably have curling up here. I would not be surprised. I'm sure they do. They have everything else up here. Um, Xander goes to Buchanan high school and in Clovis and Chris and I graduated from Clovis high school, the original high school here, all in good fun. I understand that my kids actually mm-hmm. went to one of our rival high schools. So I, you know, which was kind of funny. Yeah. And yeah. <laughs> and it says, effing for a purpose, such fun. <laughs> <laughs> hey. Uh, yes. Yes. And they did. They did. And you succeeded. So bravo. There you go. There you go. <laughs> success, success, which is great. So mm-hmm. I um, now that I'm actually in here, I will place the uh, light. Uh, uh, this is there. Okay. 
where I will be this weekend. Mm-hmm. Oh, you did. I put the thon uh, link in there. Thank you, Pam. Um, and Betty said, oh, I'm all about afternoon delight. Just no babies. <laughs> you have your hands full enough with the blessednesses. <laughs> and Anna said, we... Anna said, we used to try to catch a college game that when we were true. there. Pitt plays half an hour from my house. We would always take the boys and have them watch the players and how they communicated on the ice, especially the defense partners. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's really um, it's really fun to watch. Um, and you're lucky you were so close. Your kids had that exposure. Mm-hmm. It's really, really great. And I'm sure you were probably over near our neck of the woods, my neck of the woods, near at Hershey. Pennsylvania, the home of the Hershey Bears, there's always tournaments and yes. games there, too. They're part of junior hockey, mm-hmm. right? They have a junior hockey program. Mm-hmm. And then the AHL, they actually won the Calder Cup last year. I actually mm-hmm. got to go to a party um, and held the cup. It was pretty fun. Yep. Do you, do you, do you know... Um what uh, what major team they would the uh, Caps, play with? Washington Capitals. Okay, mm-hmm. Washington. that's their affiliation. Just mm-hmm. curious. Yeah, I feel like. No, they weren't affiliated with Pittsburgh, were they? I don't think they ever were. I don't know. I believe. I don't know. I, you know, I, I know craziness with baseball, and I know that hockey also sponsors certain, you know, certain. Yeah, I was teams. taking a look. Since 2005, 2005, they've been the development club for the Washington Capitals. I'm trying to figure out who they were with before then. But that is a very storied franchise. They were founded in the 30s. So, mm-hmm. um, well. Yeah. My team, my favorite team is part of the original six. Mm-hmm. Well, actually, and I'm looking on the hockey, of course, I know, and we're after time. I'm getting sucked into hockey here. Yeah. Um, okay. But <laughs> I was just looking, they, they've been affiliated with a bunch of different teams. So, <laughs> Anna mm-hmm. says, yep, Hershey Bears, boo, Capitals. <laughs> yeah, it's interesting. Both of our league, our minor league teams, in that region, Hershey, affiliated with Washington Capitals, and the Harrisburg Senators, which is the baseball team, is associated with the Washington um, Senators. So, I mean, not the Senators, the National. So, um, yeah, fun fact. Brenda! Fun fact. You're, you're catching us as we're, Hi, we're signing off. But we talked about you earlier. We, we said did. we have to come road we trip did. to see you and Annette in uh, New Orleans. So I hope we get to see you. Have I hope you all have a good morning and a wonderful weekend. Um, yep. And, and Betty noted she her blessedness 2.0 thinks he's Usher. He keeps playing halftime show and dancing to the music. I think that's beautiful. God, that's cool. I that love cool. it so much. So, so Pammy... What are you what taking, am I us, taking out us out with? A little Patsy Ooh, Cline, actually. Very nice. Sweet. Dreams. Lovely. 
one of my favorite Patsy Cline songs. But and I'm not a country western, okay. but that's the way it is. So we'll go with that. So everyone, you have a good week, and we'll talk with you all next week. And stay safe in the snow if you have it. Why can't I forget you and start my life anew?